welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill. I'm an advanced level eventer, dedicated yogi and meditator, self-improvement enthusiast, and plant-based athlete. And I am back home in West Grove, Pennsylvania. I am Tyler Held, and I am a professional groom with a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast, and I focus on positive thinking and motivating others. I am also back in Pennsylvania. We're actually currently at Emily's house right now, which is fun to say because this house is still pretty new to you. It is. It's quite new. We moved in in September, and... Yeah, it's nice to like have our own place, so we're enjoying it. And maybe one day we'll create like a little sound room for us to do podcasts. Yeah, maybe even up the audio quality even more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're back up in Pennsylvania after a good winter season. Um, we came back through the way of Carolina International, which was a good event um yes nothing against the event me and emily didn't have the best weekend there but yeah that's... it wasn't you know it didn't go quite according to plans just because i was supposed to be riding and then i had back problems and so philip took the ride for me which was great um and it was fun to watch but it would have been much more fun to ride so yeah i had my first weekend um working for Jenny and she unfortunately had a fall that broke her jaw Um, so not exactly the most ideal start but the team was really welcoming Alexa finished her first advanced and she did third place so that was awesome and yeah um, there was an outpouring of support from the community like in the eventing community so that um, that really made me excited about you know being in a groom's job again and yeah and kind of just having that sense of connection to people so definitely and we had a tent at Carolina for the whole equestrian, and we also gave a little talk at the end of the ERA of NA meeting. Yeah, hopefully we maybe have some few new listeners from that. Um, I think we turned some heads and sparked some interest there. Yeah, definitely. I think it was pretty well received. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks to ERA of NA for giving us that platform. Yeah. It was really nice. Yep. Um, we're looking forward to in the future um, being even more available at shows. I think with the way that the weekend went, we were a little bit hectic, but we're um, grateful that people stopped by and took some healthy snacks. We had some trail mix and bananas and stuff. And yeah, I think I saw Stephen Bradley eat one of our bananas. Nice. So and uh, we did have a yoga mat set out as well. And I think, Tyler, you said somebody was doing some sun salutations. Oh, she came up to me and said, that's great. Like, I did some sun salutations. Yeah. So um, exciting things to come, guys. Yeah, we hope to do more of it in the future. Um, but back to healthy snacks, um, it's quite fitting because this month we're going to talk about nutrition. Absolutely. I'm excited about this topic. Yeah, I think it's a really important topic and one that we're both pretty passionate about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But first, should we talk about our goals and check in on that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I know you have some big news, right? Yeah, I, I guess I kind of spoiled it in the opener by <laughs> saying 
I have a master's in sports right. psychology instead of finishing a master's. Don't know if you picked up on that, but I did difference. Yeah. finish um, my master's degree. I wrote, um, I wrote my thesis actually on mindful sports performance enhancement and the way it facilitates flow. Um, and my proposed research was directly related to equestrian athletes. So that was pretty fun to, yeah. to do. It was like 37 pages or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's a huge deal, like a big accomplishment. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. Well done. It was actually the Friday of Carolina that I finished and everything. So this so, is like a whirlwind weekend. There's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. What about you, Emily? How are you doing on your goals? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I haven't really checked more goals off. I've kind of just been continuing with some of my goals. Um, I'm going really strong with my morning routine of yoga and meditation. I actually just did my 100 days um, on Insight Timer. And so that was cool because like, I had been meditating on and off, but I, since before the beginning of the year, I kind of started meditating daily. So it was fun to get that little notification that I'd been doing it for 100 days straight. So that was good. Um, I mean, once you get up to that point, it's like those days where you don't really feel like meditating. You're like, I can't break my streak. Yeah, you can't. And then, you know, even if you just do two minutes of it, you're like, wow, like I'm really glad I did those two minutes. Yeah. It was good for me and also didn't break the streak. So Beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I also set a date for a clinic in Wisconsin. Uh, That's going to be on June 15th and 16th at Tammy Rousseau's lovely farm in Sheboygan. 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 Is that the place? That is the place. That's Sheboygan. <laughs> and they say it like that too. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Oh my um, god. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to reconnecting with some of my past students and also meeting new ones. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, what about you? How are your goals? Yeah, besides checking off the master's degree one, I haven't. Um, really like checked any I'm same with you I'm doing some of my maintenance goals this is a random one but I've been um wearing daily facial moisturizers yeah, so I can tell you're positively radiant it's got some um sunscreen and stuff in it yeah. so I'm hoping to like do a little bit of self-care aspect in that regards that's yeah. definitely my lowest um <laughs> self-care strong suit is personal hygiene so we're we're working you're on it. You're up in your game. Um, and then <laughs> I'm hoping uh, now that we're back in Kenya, I'm going to check off my um, take a jujitsu class. Oh, yeah. So if anyone wants to go with me, I'm, I'm hoping to go in the next couple weeks. That'll be fun. Yeah. If my back is in order. Yeah, maybe. let's maybe not wrestle with uh, yeah. back um, problems. But Yeah, hopefully that'll get sorted soon. But yeah. Um, goals good stuff yeah I think I think we're doing pretty well with that yeah um so now we'd like to thank one of our sponsors equestrian wellness um they have a new product out called rider aid and um Valerie sent us a sample to try and I think it's quite good it's a nice flavor like yeah. it's not overpowering but like it's just a nice flavor yeah it's refreshing it's got some hibiscus in there which is one of my personal favorite ingredients and I really like get the hibiscus taste out of it yeah um so basically the rider aid is like an emergency 
but it's much, much healthier because there's no artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors. Um, unfortunately, like so many of us will grab for the emergency when we start feeling a cold come on, not knowing that with all the artificial ingredients and sugars in there, we're actually doing more harm to our immune system than good from the vitamin C. So um, it's really good. Um, I personally took it through the weekend of Carolina, waking up early, driving yeah. a lot. I definitely felt like it gave my immune system the extra support that it needed. Yeah, that's great. So, And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to anyways. Um, so I was like looking at the packaging when I was making it the other day, and I was like, Rider Aid. And then all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment, and I was like, oh, it's like Gatorade, but for riders. <laughs> like, I feel like I should have thought of that initially. You, you just got I onto just that. I just got it, and I was like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, so. yeah, you know. Anyway. Um, but <laughs> Valerie has that as well as some other ingestible products out on the market now to um, help support the rider. So go give her website a, a look and maybe get some products for yourself. Yeah, equestrianwellness.com. So um, now for our next section, we still haven't come up with a name. Yeah, I don't know, like... Books. Books. Book club. <laughs> the book club. The whole equestrian book club. That's too wordy. Yeah. We need something better. We'll figure it out eventually, yeah. listeners. Um. In the meantime, <laughs> books. Books. <laughs> so Tyler, what have you been reading? Um, I just read a very interesting book um, that was called Chaos, Making a New Science, which was about um, chaos theory. I think the book came out in 1987, so um, new science we're talking about the late 80s. Um, but it was very interesting because it showed it went through all the scientists and it mm -hmm. went through the backstory of how they developed this science which is basically a it's making order and not order and the science is way super duper complex like I'm not yeah. even going to try to explain it but the way that I heard it on a podcast explained was that Newtonian theory says a plus b equals c and chaos theory is more focused on there's an inciting incident that might change things drastically in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so A plus B might not equal C. It just depends on the conditions that the environment is in. Yeah. Um, and so the example they give is like a butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo and, and then there's a thunderstorm a month later in New York because you can't actually predict weather and, and everything like that. Right. And, you know, they go through of like everything that people try to predict. And I just thought it's very interesting about how small things have drastic changes. And just, I always look for like metaphors for life yeah. in there. So I, I had a lot of good takeaways. And um, yeah, and I suppose you can kind of apply that a bit to the horse world. Like if you have a success or a failure at something, like it might be because of this reason or that reason, or you just don't know, like it, I don't yeah. know if I'm... No, I mean, I, I kind of, like, thought that, too. The whole reason I bought the book was because I, I heard the, the little blurb on a podcast to nail down what input makes what output. And right. so the fact that there's something, like, you know, so small can make such a big difference is like, aha, well, like, maybe I can't boil it down so simply. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. What about you, books? Oh books, books, books. Books, books, books. <laughs> Maybe well, that's what we can yeah, call, let's it. call it. Yeah, let's call it that. Books, books, books. Um, well, I am reading The Perfect Horse by Elizabeth Lutz, and um, my husband, PJ, actually 
recommended it to me. Okay. He is a history buff. And um, basically this book is about a U.S. mission to rescue like priceless stallions that were kidnapped by the Nazis. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So this is a really interesting part of horse history because I didn't know that that happened. You know, like you hear so much about World War Two, and I mean, we're not going to go into all that, but I didn't realize how the horses were affected by all of it. Um, but basically Hitler kind of gathered up all the best horses in Europe and um, he was trying to create like the world's finest and purest breed, like a equine master race, basically. Wow. So um, it's really interesting and it's just a part of history I didn't know existed. So I'm, I am definitely gonna read that yeah. one after you're done. Um, and it's a page turner, it's good. I'm okay. not quite finished with it just for lack of time, but I do enjoy the book, well, so. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. Um, what else have you got, Tyler? Um, you know, I'm reading a book a week, so I, I've got a few on the list. Uh, I'm reading a book a week. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did take 10 days to read um, the, actually I wrote What It Takes to Be Number One by Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. I took 10 days to read that one because it was like in the whole Carolina, moving home, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I apologize. I'm not reading a book a week. I took 10 days to read that one. I, th- I think we'll let that slide. I'm a couple books ahead Just too on the goal. So, yeah. um, but so, you know, I, as I always say, we should take from other disciplines and coaches and everything like that. So, um, what it takes to be number one, actually written by Vince Lombardi Jr. about his dad, has a lot of good takeaways about leadership, teamwork, commitment. Um, I always like to see what it looked like, like what a day or a week in the life of high-level sports coaches looked like. And yeah, um, oh my God, they worked more hours than we do in the horse world. Like they'd stay up until midnight just watching film. Film, yeah. And I'm just, I'm a morning person, so like that sounds awful to me. But <laughs> yeah, um, well, that does sound interesting because you can always take something away yeah. from other people's success, okay. and also go Packers. Right. So that's a. I'm sure that was a good book. Um, yeah. So and then we both read. In Defense of Food by Michael Pollan. I think it's Poolin, but I don't know. Where do you see a U in that? (laughs) You're making stuff up. Okay. It's P-O-L-L-A-N. Poolin. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, You guys can Google it if you're all that interested. But what what was your takeaway from that book? So, interesting. Um... Basically, like, the whole, the tagline of the book is eat food, not too much, and mostly plants. And so it's very, it gets into how by Americans and, you know, society in general trying to make food as healthy as it can be, we've actually taken away a lot of the quality of food. Mm -hmm. So say you're isolating a particular nutrient and you've turned it into supplement form, well, it might not digest the same and give you the same benefit as if you just ate that food. Ate it in a whole food version. Right. Yeah. And, 
you know, it goes in. This was a few years ago, so it goes into how, you know, we thought fats were bad, and so we took all the fats away, but then we were replacing it with bad stuff, and we've kind of gone away from that a little bit, but I think the same thing applies is, like, we'll try to eat low sugar, and then it's like we're just having artificial. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it was a really good uh, and an easy read. Like, it's a, it's a short it's, book, so um, I recommend it. It's been interesting. It just clarifies some some things yeah yeah like i was like okay you kind of just told me to eat food and he kind of jokes at it too yeah um in the book there's a little bit of play there of like haha like i'm telling you to just eat food um but it's interesting and and the other big takeaway that i had in there was just the mindset that we um approach our food with like they reference one study where they um interviewed americans and french people about you know what they view chocolate cake or what word they associate with chocolate cake and the americans were like guilt and the french said celebration um and you know they always kind of look at how the french diet is quote-unquote unhealthy in american standards but their disease markers tend to be a lot lower than ours and so there's something about how our relationship towards food yeah and nutrition it's encompasses not just the food but it's like how you eat where you eat who you eat with like Mm -hmm. what kind of culture and community is also involved in that so that is quite interesting yeah so i think that kind of leads us into talking about nutrition for riders today um and so i think what our main purpose and goal here is is to kind of debunk some of the you know anxiety around nutrition um and i think a lot of writers say that we can't eat healthy or it's not time we don't have the money whatever and i was sitting with um i went to dinner with dom and jimmy Mm -hmm. at carolina and you know dom's getting ready for kentucky and everything and he goes you know, I, I got to start the deprivation diet. <laughs> Is he going to be happy that you're saying that on air? I, you know, I, Dom, I'm sorry. If you, if you listen in and you're upset, I think people are going to respect that you're getting ready for Kentucky. But yes. I also think that you should change the way that your mindset is towards the diet, which I told him that night. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's not deprivation. It's fueling your body properly properly i like that yeah and you know and he's like oh well like you know like off the carbs and and and, you know it's not it's not off the carbs it's onto healthy carbs and right um when you nourish your body you don't have to feel deprived so i think that's like a really good yeah and it's all about a balanced diet yeah and whatever that means for you because you know tyler and i eat differently but i think our overall opinion of food is very similar so absolutely you know I try to avoid animal products as much as possible but in order to do that I have to make sure that I'm eating properly um you know vegetables legumes whole grains fruits um all of that sort of thing if I was just avoiding animal products and eating like chips and there's lots of things you can eat that don't have animal products in it that aren't healthy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we both agree, I think, yeah. that whole foods, balanced diet is the best way to, to yeah. go. I think there's a, um ad that pops up on my YouTube sometimes, which I know they're tailored personally to, like, different people. Because they're listening in to the conversation. Thank you. Hi, YouTube. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a guy 
that's selling some nutrition supplement and he goes is being a vegan healthy well french fries and beer are vegan so (laughs) you tell me and uh you know it is it's the same thing like when i first got diagnosed with celiac disease i had been a vegetarian for seven years and basically my diet was processed foods like you know i was eating all the processed gluten-free because you know i have a wonderful mom yeah she felt bad for me she was like you know you can't eat this and you know at the time i vegetarian i wasn't a healthy vegetarian i I ate plants and I've always loved vegetables and everything like that, but I definitely like, oh man, the Domino's bread bowl (laughs) with the penne cheesy pasta on top of it, just like carbs on carbs on carbs. I mean, that's the epitome of health right there. That was like (laughs) my favorite treat in college. So like, you know, it's an adjustment. It's a journey. You know, look how far. You've look come. at how far I've come. No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But when I was gluten free and vegetarian was probably when I was the sickest, like physically, mentally, everything like that. And being able to introduce a little bit of meat into my diet for me was a huge turning point because I was eating meat and vegetables instead of eating pasta, carbs and cheese, carbs and, and cheese, yeah. and you know, processed prepared foods right um so going kind of along with that like part of the struggle of eating healthy is it's not always easy and so you have to um figure out especially when you're in the barn all day how to give yourself easy options because i know it tends to be the norm for a lot of professionals that they just like go, go, go all day, and then when they're finally done, um, you know, we're so exhausted and we've burnt way more calories than we've consumed, and so then at the end of the day, you just end up binging uncontrollably, and um, yeah, so figuring out how to not do that at the end of the day, kind of working healthy food in throughout the day. Well, and I think too, like sometimes when you get into that zone of like, okay, like, you know, I'm just done, and then, like, you do have a big binge, and you've just eaten everything in in your house, and then you feel like a monster. You feel like, oh my god, I'm just disgusting, I ate everything, and then you're like, I'm gonna make a plan, I'm gonna stick to a diet, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then you end up being so stressed out that you're, like, in this rules, and you're almost trying too hard to be on a diet. Right. Um, I think that mindset really needs to change, is, like, you need to fuel your body properly and like i've done a million things like same thing you know i heard oh keto or oh like this 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 like you should eat just sweet potatoes broccoli and like chicken and i tried to do that i was like i'm tired i'm unhappy like this doesn't (laughs) taste good yeah i want some variety i should eat the same meal every day and like yeah you get into this trap of like feeling like you read something about nutrition and this is what I should do. Yeah. And you know, there are some things that you should do. You should probably try to focus your diet on whole foods. Yeah. But eat a variety of them. Eat things that you enjoy, eat things that you can eat throughout the day mm-hmm. and make it exciting and easy because it's hard. Yeah. So make it as easy as you can for yourself. Definitely. Um, and also, um, 
where am I going with this? I think just learning to eat slowly and understand portion size and like you're saying eat throughout the day yeah because hanger is a real thing oh yeah yeah so and nobody wants to see me hangry I know PJ yeah. doesn't um and anyway I think if you take a couple of minutes throughout the day to just eat a little bit and it can be you know you can eat a quick snack in two three minutes you know but it actually makes you more productive and happier yeah that's like you know I currently I try to eat every three to four hours during yeah. the day like I do small meals um and kind of pace myself that way for me like because I've tried the intermittent fasting thing which like I won't go into at all but like right. I did not do well on an intermittent fasting diet um and I think for a lot of equestrians where you are constantly moving like I I don't think that's the best solution I think it's better to get small meals of energy in where you can and whenever someone is how do you have time to eat if you take five to ten minutes to eat and eat good real food you're going to save 20 minutes yeah. minimum because you're going to be more productive if you're like dragging because you're starving and like your brain's not functioning and yeah um or you reach for whatever jelly beans oreos or cheetos are in the barn maybe you'll feel good for about 30 minutes and then you'll start to get a headache or feel tired and maybe you're thriving on junk food but I don't think you are. Yeah. You're I mean, probably taking a lot of Advil for some like body aches, headaches. Right. Your stomach probably doesn't feel good. If this sounds like you and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Wow. Maybe you just. Maybe you have some Brussels sprouts. Think about sprouts. that. Well, Brussels sprouts aren't the most inviting vegetable. Yeah. I love them, but. You know, they're a bit hit or miss for people. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So just plan to eat a little snack, drink water that's yeah. the other important yes thing throughout water. the day so all right so um now what can they eat okay so yes we could go down i could talk to you for hours about what you should eat um bottom line is it's very personal um but a balanced you know plate contains vegetables as the bulk of the meal you know, like your base should be vegetables. Um, we're talking a serving of protein, whether it be from a legume source or a plant-based source or, um, you know, lean protein is best. And I think the common misconception with protein is like you think you need a ton of it. Um, I know Emily has some facts as far as like the vegetables that you can get protein from. Yeah. And um I won't go into extreme detail, but I do get asked a lot, like, how do I get my protein? Yeah. Because people don't understand that there's actually protein in pretty much everything. Um, and you actually only need 8% of your calories to be from protein. Mm -hmm. And so, just an example, say you eat a carrot. 12% of those calories that you're eating are protein. So that, like, checks off the box. So, you know, and... Obviously, if you eat something um, like beans, you're going to get more protein. Like that 34% of that calorie is protein. So it's really not 
too difficult to get your protein in. Um, as long as you're eating enough calories, you're most likely getting enough protein. So yeah. that's something to remember. And for if you are going to have some lean meat or even non-lean meat, if there's just some meat available to you, the serving size is the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. um, and you can actually only digest 25 to 35 grams of protein at one time. So that means that any meat that you're eating outside of that is just wastage in your body you know like same thing as extra carbohydrates like at one time you can't utilize that so it's it's not benefiting you to eat a bigger portion right um so so the that you know vegetables we've got our protein you're gonna want some sort of carbohydrate source um they're actually the keep your energy going like you need yeah. carbs for energy yeah carbs are energy and, yeah. and you know like we won't get into keto or anything like that but like baseline carbs are energy um i think the biggest like pro-carb non-carb misconception um i there is a general consensus in the health health community that very refined sugary carbohydrates are not good right. for your health um I, you can just you can go anywhere and and you will not find a single source that says yes yeah you should eat refined carbohydrates like if you do please send it to me and I would love to debunk it for you yeah um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have carbs I like to get my carbs from things like sweet potatoes mm -hmm. um, quinoa is great brown rice um, even some other fruits yeah right? fruits yeah fruits are great and then, like, I know I can't eat bread, but like a whole grain bread, bread is, is quite good. Is quite good. Yeah. yeah, it can be good. Yeah, I mean, you have to watch out and make sure there's not, like, added high fructose corn syrup and right. that sort of thing. But uh, we'll get into reading labels a bit later. Um, and I'm just going to throw a little, little bit in here. I... Uh, if you can, I would encourage you to try to buy or organic when possible. Um, obviously, that's not an option for everybody, but like if you if you can do it, um, there's far less. Well, they can't contain synthetic fertilizers and pesticides, and they're non-GMO. And it's just if if you can do it, and you want to know more, you know, you could Google it. But um, when you can, try to buy organic. And if you can't buy organic, um, or if it is, you know, it's not available, there is a list, and you can find this pretty much anywhere, um, like if you Google it. They put out a list of the Clean 15, which are things that have the least amount of contamination in them, so you don't necessarily need to buy them organic. Like avocados are the lowest level of com contamination which is great because i love avocados and i think a lot of people do um good healthy fat source right there which is the last part of your meal by the right. way right yeah and you can get that from avocados, avocados nuts, nuts seeds. seeds olive oil coconut oil yeah stay away from the canola oil right so yeah um and I'll at some time post a list about the clean 15 and there's also the dirty dozen which are like the highest level of contaminations 
I think um, it's it's interesting, and uh, you know, is. me and Emily talked about this before we put it in the podcast. Like, it's not something that's currently on my radar, but I think yeah. that like as I develop and and you just, like you know, getting the finer tunes. If you're not eating any vegetables, like go any vegetables go eat, are better than go organic eat vegetables. Or not, you know, but if, once you've started to eat healthy and you're looking to level up, I think going organic is probably yeah. a good next step, right? Yeah. Or if you can just jump right in and, and like, wow, I haven't had something green in three weeks and you just go stock up on organic veggies. Go for more it. More power to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. So now how do we make this all possible? Okay. So obviously we're going to drill in that unpackaged food is best for you, but I have lived the life of equestrian for the last 10 years. Emily has lived the life of the equestrian for more than that. We know that's not reality all the time. I know when I go to a horse show, I I almost fear that I'm not going to have something to eat because Mm -hmm. all that's available is gluten and processed and stuff that I can't physically eat because of my celiac disease. So I have had to find packaged foods that I trust and can eat. Um, some of these things are tuna packets. They make little quinoa meals um, that just have like quinoa with artichoke or pesto, um, and you can eat that cold or hot. Um, I'll bring canned vegetables with me to a horse show. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be the weirdo. <laughs> just carry around your can of vegetables. I and... did. I do. Like you know, I, everyone just looks at me. And they're like, oh, like you've got your own food, um, but. I do feel like I'm able to fuel myself better throughout the day being prepared um, and having those things on hand that I can trust. So when it comes down to eating packaged foods, it's really reading labels, right? Yeah, you definitely want to pay attention to what's on the label. The fewer the ingredients, the better. Um, You should know what you're eating. If you haven't heard of it and you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't eat it. at least that's my rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that goes for things like um, like protein shakes too. Mm-hmm. There are great protein shakes out there, definitely. And there are crap protein shakes out there, and you just need to be a little bit uh, educated to read the yeah. thing. But, you know, I wouldn't say a protein shake should be a go-to all the time, but like I, it has its purposes. I probably have at least one a day because I'm yeah. eating a bunch of meals and and everything like that. Yeah. And so when you're looking at protein shakes or any any label, you really want to try to avoid added sugar if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just kind of take a look at what oils are in the, in the food and try to avoid excess oil. Like there's going to be some oil, but if you see oil in something, like make sure it's olive oil or coconut oil or something like that. Yeah, and I think like a lot of times things that look like they're healthy are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second ingredient... It's the marketing cliff, genius like, of food. Cliff bars, people. I think, are sugar. Yeah. They're, like, second ingredient, sugar. Right. And every time they're like, oh, no, I'm eating a cliff bar, I'm healthy. I'm like, get yes. away with that cliff bar. Yeah. Like, don't. If you want good go-to bars, like, lar bars are good because yeah. they don't add anything. It's just pure ingredients. Kind bars are also relatively good. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, there there's other ones too. I know the RX bars would be oh yeah, popular. I love those RX bars. Before I tried to stay away from eggs, I ate them and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. um, 
there's there's options just know what you're putting into your body that's pretty much the the gist of it so um i think we should do a little lightning round of like what's our favorite breakfast and go okay i like to eat <laughs> i um, sprung that on you <laughs> gluten-free oatmeal uh-huh and i mix a little bit of protein shake into there mm-hmm. and i'll top with a little bit of fruit so there i have my fat my carbohydrates my protein and then i eat it with a side of vegetables so i'm a weirdo because i eat a vegetable with every meal and i get in and out of the egg thing because i I realize that an easy way to eat um vegetables in the morning would be to make like a scramble or an omelet with some Mm -hmm. eggs and egg whites um i'm really on my oatmeal kick recently um it's a great way to get carbs in right after my workout and um really keeps me full and focused for the first few hours of my day um so i'll have that with Brussels sprouts or sugar snap peas or bell peppers. As you do. I mean. Breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yep. you. Go. Okay, go. Um, I also really enjoy oatmeal. I put almond milk on it, ground flax seeds, bananas, sometimes blueberries if they're in season. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, I just really enjoy it. Like, I look forward to that's my morning so good. oatmeal. I, I don't know. Also, avocado whole grain toast is delicious and I sprinkle that with like hemp seeds nutritional yeast maybe a little paprika tiny bit of sea salt so good if I'm looking for something savory so lunch um okay so I have like two go-to lunches right now and one is like kind of weird because it's not a specific thing but leftovers so I will when I cook I make a bunch and I portion out I have these containers and I portion out extras and then I just have lunches to go. Um, another thing that I like to do is just like a tuna, simple tuna salad. Like my tuna packets save my life. I have a little bit of greens, my tuna packet. I'll cut up an onion, cut up a cucumber. Um, sometimes I don't even do that if I'm in a rush. Um, and then a little bit of olive oil for my healthy fat. And then carbohydrate-wise, I either throw some quinoa on my salad mm-hmm. or I will have a piece of fruit. Perfect. Well, I'm all about the leftovers. Like, that's definitely the best lunch if you have made a lot the night before. Leftovers, for some reason, they're, like, better the next day. Yes. Like, I think the food is always better the next day. I don't know if it, like, simmers and marinates and it's just it's just better. And also cold sometimes. Yes, I love eating yeah. leftovers cold. Yeah. So, um, my go-tos, I like to make wraps using like whole grain tortillas and then I'll usually spread some hummus on it put some form of greens tomato avocado nutritional yeast again because I love it and then I usually like something spicy so I might throw a little like hot sauce on there of some sort yeah I will comment like if I feel like I'm not gonna have time to sit down and eat a salad yeah I'll use the wrap as my carbohydrate source Mm -hmm. and I'll throw all of that fresh produce you know my tuna or maybe some turkey slices um in into the wrap so that i can eat it while i'm walking another thing that i'll do with my leftovers to make it convenient in the barn is i will pre-cut it and so smart just cut up like my little meal into bite-sized pieces and i'm just walking in the barn doing my thing and eating my eat my lunch with which, your hands very sanitary. with my hands i, I do it <laughs> that's and okay we've got healthy strong immune systems because of it right? I'll, i will literally like be squatting down i have my lunch in my hand i'm like pulling a polo wrap off <laughs> let's not go into too much detail. 
anyway. it's real cute yeah still single guys <laughs> and if you don't have time for those things you know you can also go to frozen meals um although you need to be careful like i do enjoy frozen meals at times um like amy's bowls are really good or this brand called luvo and they're balanced options that are made with whole food ingredients and they don't have any preservatives so again that just goes back to like reading the label and knowing what yeah there are better options want. getting out there um i'd stay away from things that claiming like making some health claim of like right healthy choice because like you read it and then it's all chemicals but if right. it, it says you know meat sweet potatoes and vegetables then you're probably fine yeah you know yeah just use caution like i wouldn't say any frozen meal you definitely need to know what's in it um all right dinner okay dinner i'm all over the place with this i love to cook so um i don't really have like a go-to i will say that for my dinners what i do when i go to the grocery store mm -hmm. is i go around the perimeter and i very rarely walk into the aisle. The only yeah. thing I would walk into the aisle for is my gluten-free oatmeal and my nut butter. Yeah. Um, That's a really good tip. Yeah. Because all the processed stuff is in the middle of the yeah. store. And Stay so on the edges. I just like load up on vegetables and I'll usually buy salmon or ground turkey or chicken and I keep loaded up on, oh, um, lentil pasta is another one of my yes. really good go-tos for dinner. Um. And so I just, I have that and I kind of know what proportions I need to eat in and I create. Um, I have spices on hand, onions, garlic, and pretty much if you have all of that, you can make anything. I realized that I grew up in a family that loves to cook. My family actually just opened a pizza restaurant that is apparently doing crazy wild great business right now. Um, I was on culinary team in high school and I could have gone to culinary school. But anyone but can Alaska cook. Here, in the horse here industry. I am in the horse industry. Yeah, I, They're both hard industries, so I don't think I like really missed out either way. Um, and also, thank God I picked this path, though, because I got diagnosed with celiac disease yeah. like years after. A gluten-free chef, awful. That Anyways, hard. Um, so if you can't cook... I think we need to look at your mindset because anyone can cook, so yeah. um, you can figure it out. And it doesn't have to be hard. I think a lot of times people think like you need to cook and it needs to be a production. Yeah, um, you make it harder than it needs to be. And that was one of my stumbling yeah. rock blocks when I started cooking more was I was like, oh, I need this recipe and it has to go by the recipe. And it's like, no, just throw some, st like what you like that's healthy throw it together and you'll make a meal i don't so. i don't use recipes i yeah. just i cook vegetables and i cook things and i i add seasonings and if you i will give you a personal cooking class if it will help your health so call me <laughs> all right maybe we'll have some takers on that um yeah so that's good for my dinners i oftentimes like if it's a busy day and i get home late i just do a big salad and um I like to buy those like giant containers of pre-cut and washed greens. Yeah. Because that's like there's no barrier there. All I have to do is literally just just like take the salad out. And then I'll put you know, a lot like my wrap above. I I, I really like hummus and it's good on a salad. I like that. And then you have your like legumes. So there's it's usually made out of beans of some sort. Right. And um 
you know, I'll throw some other veggies on there. I also really enjoy salsa as a dressing. I don't know. It's just, I like it. Um, because I know what's in it. And with salad dressings, like there are some really good ones. But again, you have to just be careful and know what's in the dressing. Right. Um, so that that's kind of a easy go-to for me. I also really enjoy using my crock pot. If you don't have one, you should get them because, like, it's it's a godsend. Like, right. Inexpensive. Um, literally, also with the crock pot, if you just think you can't cook, just dump some stuff in there. Make sure you add salt and pepper. You're good to go. Turn it on. Walk away. Low, low for eight hours. Yeah. You will have a warm, delicious meal. And I cooked something in the crock pot. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The other night. The other night. And like I added lentils in there, <laughs> which is that a mistake? Is that it tastes really good? Yeah, it looks a little pukish. That's okay. So like I'm not bothered too much by what my food don't like. Like don't. It didn't quite go as planned. Like because it cooked for so long, the lentils like mushed a little bit, and like basically I ended up with this mush of vegetables, chicken, and lentils. But it was delicious. That's so all that matters. That is all that matters. I have this really good taco soup recipe, and I will share that because yeah. that is like one of the easiest things you can do. And in my humble opinion, I think it's delicious. I can I, eat on that for days. Like I'll make a big thing of it, and then you know I can get quite a few meals out of it and leftovers for lunch. Ta-da! Yep. You think this is hard? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's really not. Okay. Okay. No, it was really hard for a long time, it, guys. It I'm was. not gonna it lie took, to you. It's I, a process. I have cried over nutrition several <laughs> yeah. times. Okay. Really quick. What's your just one go-to snack? If you had to choose one, what would you go? Beef jerky. Okay. <laughs> um, I would go with a nut butter sandwich yeah. of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And my beef jerky is actually usually turkey jerky or pork jerky because it has to be the gluten-free kind. And, mm. like, a lot of the beef jerkies have all these additives and stuff, so I go for the natural, you know. We'll just yeah. add a little bit of detail to the real quick answer there. Yeah, good. Okay, <laughs> and dessert. Do you do anything for dessert? Um, Right now, um, I, I go to the gym a lot. I work hard. Um, I do bedtime protein um so it's slow release and mm -hmm. it helps my muscles heal overnight and i make it into a pudding with some nut butter um so i'm getting slow release protein and healthy healthy fats which um was suggested by my nutritionist and it's been a game changer in my recovery a lot of the elite athletes use it not that i'm anywhere near an elite athlete but um i you're you're an athlete tyler that's my dessert okay. that's funny to me okay. i'm an athlete <laughs> i couldn't run a mile like a year but ago, now look at you. Two years ago. Um, so my go-to, I really enjoy chia pudding. It's super easy to make. However, you do have to like plan ahead. You can't just like, oh, I want chia pudding. You actually have to like do it right. the night before or the morning of or whenever you want it. It yeah. takes like five to six hours to kind of like set, um, but it literally takes two minutes to make. Excellent. Um, and then I like to put cocoa powder in it to give it a little chocolatey taste um and then of course i go with the like vegan cocoa powder uh -huh, uh -huh. um and then i'll just top it with fresh fruit and it's delicious that's so, another good point fresh fruit is a good dessert on its own and sometimes when everyone else is ordering dessert at a restaurant mm -hmm. i will ask for a plate of strawberries or a plate yeah. of blueberries or something like that but yes 
there you go. There are some examples. Um, take what you want. Take what you want. Yeah. You leave what you don't like. You don't have to force yourself to eat mushrooms if you don't like mushrooms. There are plenty of vegetables out there. Exactly. Don't we get hung up. Find one for you. All right. So final debunking, right? Yeah. Is the expense. Everyone myth. says <laughs> it's too expensive to eat healthy. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yes, nuts are expensive, but if you limit yourself to the actual serving size of nuts, as you should, they last a long time. Most people who are saying, I cannot afford to eat healthy, have no problem going to Starbucks and dropping $5 on a sugary frappo mm -hmm. waffle. Chino. I'm not a coffee drinker anyway, so I would never even touch one I of those. Have but <laughs> I know I sound like a coffee drinker. I sound yeah. like I've had seven cups of coffee. But um, for $5, you could get the greens, the tuna, the healthy fruit, and a little bit of healthy fats. And that's a meal that's going to keep you energized for three or four hours and keep you going and be yeah. much, much better than coffee. And I think you really need to think of it as an investment in your health. Yep. You know, like, yes, eating healthy can cost more money because it's cheap to produce processed food, okay? Because it's not quality. It's just extra stuff and scientifically engineered nonsense. But anyway, again, we won't go into that too much. There is no such thing as cheap food though because you're yeah. going to pay the price somewhere and unfortunately with processed food it's going to be in your health yeah so invest in yourself um but there are some ways that you can cut cost uh i personally like the bulk bins at like whole foods or at other health food stores yeah um i'm sure you guys have seen it just those big bins plastic bins and you know they have brown rice, lentils, beans, oatmeal, nuts, that sort of thing. Sometimes there's already like pre-done trail mix and it's cheaper. Like you scoop out how much you want and you're just paying for it by weight. Right. Um, and I've, I've found that to be really helpful. Like I can stock up on my basics and always have brown rice on hand or lentils. Um, and then you can also kind of create your own trail mix because they usually have any kind of nut you would want and dried fruit and you can kind of put it together as you want. Um, another cost cutting solution is uh, powdered peanut butter I've found. I really enjoy that because um, sometimes I have a hard time like dropping $11 on a thing of almond butter you know right. but the powdered stuff you, again check what's on it like the powdered peanut butter I eat is literally just ground peanuts and then you add water and then it turns into peanut butter um also frozen produce is good frozen yep. fruits and vegetables it's typically less expensive and usually has the same amount of nutrients in it because they like flash freeze them and it's just a good option yeah then it's always on hand too um, yep. easy to throw in a pan and, and have a good healthy dinner yeah all right, time for listener questions. Uh, the first question is from Elizabeth, and she asks, what do you think might be the best meal or types of food to eat the night before a show? And what about the day of the show? 
I think this is a fantastic question, Elizabeth, because obviously when you think of horse shows, you think, okay, like I really want to be on my A game. I want to make sure I'm performing at the highest level. Um, what should I eat for dinner and what should I eat throughout the day? Well, I think sometimes we get in our minds like the football player or the marathon runner eating a huge plate of spaghetti the night before, carbo loading, mm -hmm. everything like that. Um, I don't think you should change too much what you eat the night before a show or even during the day of a show because you want to make sure that what you're eating is something that really agrees with your body. Mm. Um, now, if you're not eating dinner or you're eating pasta or Easy Mac every night, then like we'll definitely want to switch something up. But if you're having your vegetable, your small portion of lean protein, healthy fat, and like a good carbohydrate source then you are golden. Have that and have whatever you enjoy in the right proportions um, and, and make sure it's something that's going to agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to tie that into what our actionable advice for the month is going to be, Yeah. Um, which is to keep a journal of the foods that you eat and how they make you feel. Because I think sometimes people go, they don't think too much about food. And when you think about what you eat and how it makes you feel, then you can really create your diet for yourself that's going to work yeah. well. And you can notice patterns yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, and like for me, when I first got diagnosed with celiac disease, if I accidentally had gluten because it's hidden everywhere, um, I wouldn't really notice because I was still so sick at the time. Yeah. But now that I'm healthy, if I have gluten, like I know within two hours that I've had pretty gluten. much on the dot right and, yeah and I get I get very very sick and so it's the same thing with your body like maybe you have dairy all the time and you think you're fine but if you didn't eat it for a month and then all of a sudden you have it again and now you feel like crap then you know maybe your body doesn't quite agree with dairy so you yeah. can keep note of that and, and it can be with any food yeah you can play around with that like try if you're thinking about cutting something out, like try it for a week and then see how you feel. If there's not a lot of change or you don't notice it, at least add it back. See if that makes you feel differently. So yeah. just, yeah, I think that's, that's and like, a good thing. It doesn't well, have to be a long diary. Right. Like it can be a quick note of just what you've eaten. Yeah, and, and your, your energy level throughout yeah. the day is like a really good thing to track too. Um, as far as the day of the show goes, I, like I said, same thing is you want to keep it consistent with what's going to make you feel good, but don't rely on what's going to be at the horse show because it's probably going to be donuts. And I know you know this because I was there at a horse show with you and I think you had two or three. Uh, I'm not going to say three because that's calling you out, but you had at least two donuts for breakfast and that's just sugary carbohydrates. So if you prepare, <laughs> Emily's like, this is savage right now. <laughs> like Tyler is just calling people out. <laughs> okay. But you can call me out too. Um, like I know I'm not perfect. Like, yeah. Like we went through ice cream the other night. It was embarrassing, but it was an, an indulgence, yes, right? Yeah. So like, like I said, you don't have to, I'm not, I'm not a perfect human being. We are being. not perfect, no. Like me and actually one of the turning points of my fitness and, and health careers was the time that I drank a six pound milkshake. So 
Um, we'll post a oh, video. Oh, I was like, that. you need to put a picture up of that. Oh, there's a, video. a there's a nine minute YouTube video that I made about like mind over matter and like conquering this milkshake. But at the time, I had felt so out of control with my eating habits that doing a very public display of overindulgence was kind of my way of taking control. It's like I'm not gonna binge eat. Yeah. It, I'm gonna binge eat in public and like be proud of it for yeah. for a minute, and then I didn't feel the need to do it. Right at the end of the day by myself so that could be a whole nother discussion yeah like tyler's um competitive eating amateur perfect <laughs> it's gonna be in my book don't worry yeah. guys <laughs> but um uh, elizabeth anyway. i hope that answers your question and if you're looking for suggestions um you know anything that's easy and that you're actually going to eat yeah, and if enjoy all else fails bring bananas yes bananas as long as you like them. Oh, yeah. Nut butter, <laughs> we're, we're apples. <laughs> but bananas, I think, are the perfect horse show food. Absolutely. Like, it's self-contained, easy, good, you know, it's, it's just good. But, yeah, I mean, I think there was one um, Olympic coach that said, you know, just a banana and, like, a, a little scoop of almond butter on there. Like, that's all you need. Like, you're you, good to go. You can conquer the world on that. Anyway. Um, we're going to answer one other listener question, and this comes from Tammy. She asks, um, do you recommend electrolytes or supplements to stay hydrated and strong on hot competition days? Uh, personally, I just drink a lot of water. Uh, and I think it's important that you drink a lot throughout the day, and even if you're not thirsty, and it's hot, you need to drink. Because if you wait until you're thirsty to drink, you're already dehydrated. So yeah. just staying on top of it and staying ahead of it a little bit. Um, and if you do want to do an electrolyte drink, just make sure you read the label. And I know, like, at this point, I sound like a broken record, but it's the same stuff. Right. And I think, like, you know, if, if you know enough about yourself to know that you're not going to drink enough water and putting, like, a little bit of a healthy natural electrolyte in there like is going to yeah like riderade <laughs> is going to encourage you to drink the water or throwing some blueberries in your water and like yeah, making a making little, it a little tastier. tastier or um, sparkling water you know just yeah. get your water in that's that's good good tip right there sparkling water excellent it makes water more exciting all right i think we cut we did books yeah. books books we did i know we've done a lot we i did. do have one other actionable advice okay. item oh i just added this this is new to me running it by you okay. but i think it's good and it's it's a quick easy thing taking the reins here yeah um i would encourage everybody to make grocery lists Think about what you want to eat for a few days and then maybe find a new recipe or just stick to the basics. And um, you want to assess your fridge and pantry situation and then make a list before you go to the store and then stick to it. Because I have been victim to going to the grocery store hangry, buying so much food, you know, checking out, spending like a ridiculous amount of money getting home and being like what did I buy I can't even make anything with this you, you know? know I so, feel that and I I think I I used to be victim too like back in the day before yeah. I'd conquer I every time I was at the grocery store I'd get like a candy bar at checkout because I was like I deserve this yeah you know what guys you deserve to fuel your body with good food good I like that <laughs> not and the candy bar <laughs> pro tip eat before you go to the store 
to avoid impulse yeah. buys. I'm saying this from personal experience. Anyway. Maybe we can um, we can post our grocery list. I'll have to do oh. it retrospectively, but like we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's next? Um, next month's episode, we will be talking about lifestyle design. So we're just going to throw that out there to get your brains turning. About... Yeah, what does that mean? We will inform you. Anyway, and then uh, you have a clinic. Yeah, three clinics, actually. Um, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, so that's bad. But um, the first one is in May, and it's at Rolling Hills Branch. Um, and I'm doing a sports psychology session for riders, kind of debunking some horse show anxiety and doing some practical work with that. Um, so if you look at Rolling Hills Ranch, there's an event going around on Facebook, and, and you cool. can sign up there. So Yeah, it'd be a good, good learning opportunity and way to connect with Tyler. It'll be fun. Yeah. And then if you're looking to connect with Emily, she's having a clinic in Maryland on Saturday, April 27th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have posted something on my Emily Hamill eventing page on Facebook, so you can find out more there. Um, and I'll, I'll share that on the whole equestrian page as well. But I'd love to meet some of you guys and help you with your horses. Excellent. So, well, we hope you were able to learn something about nutrition and how to make it work for your lifestyle. If you have any questions, because we threw a lot at you, and this can be a confusing topic, like please feel free to reach out to us because we would love to help you on your healthy eating journey. Yeah, and like like we're not we're not experts. No. We're not professionals. Um, we're not like I said. We're not perfect. We for sure. We met to talk about this podcast, and we both got dessert that day too. So. Yeah. You know, you know, you got to find a balance and um, just have it in your mind. Like, I think starting the conversation about it is the most important thing. Definitely. Um, but we'll being be, mindful. Yep. Yep. We love to talk about it. Um, we've loved your guys' feedback. If you have any other requests, recommendations, tips for us, please let us know. Check our check out our Facebook page. Um, we're were you gonna say something? No, there? I was just gonna help you because you were stumbling. Am I am I struggling? <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Whole Equestrian, and you can find our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. Uh, so please subscribe and give us a five star review. Yeah, that really helps us out. Um, I think we have seven right now, so... Let's try to double that. Yeah, by next episode, we're going for 14. Yeah, so If you like us help. even a little bit, give us a five-star review. Please. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. We are bridging the gap between riding and wellness. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we went off script. This should be this should be a blooper reel, but it's not because we're just rolling. So let's try that one time again, Tyler. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.